Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Well, alrighty. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 75. Is 75 a landmark? I think it kind of is, so it kind of fits the, the subject of this particular episode. Today we're going to be talking with kind of a kind of a folk icon, John Smith, um, a fellow I've heard about for many years from many people and just never had a chance to, to meet or actually hear. He's based in Wisconsin. We're going to be talking with him uh, on the phone in a little bit. I also wanted to say that I hope the fall's treating you well wherever you might be. I just got back from a uh, kind of a two-week road trip. I played up at the American River Music Festival in Coloma, California, by the American River. And then my wife and I took off to a friend's wedding in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm based here in California, as a lot of you probably know. And uh, we covered seven states in six days, or six days, six states in seven days, something like that. I'm not really good with math. But we covered a lot of territory and saw a lot of the country that's not that far away that we hadn't seen before. And... Uh, the wedding itself, we hung out. Our friend Donna, who got married to our friend John, is a gourmet chef, so all her friends are foodies. So we ate really well and got a lot of great stories. And between the stories I got from, from their friends and all the landscape we saw on the way back, I, I got a lot of songwriting material. In fact, sat down yesterday and wrote a song from scratch just based on notes I took on our trip. So, uh, so speaking of uh, traveling and songwriting, that's a segue into this chat with John Smith. John is a songwriter based in Wisconsin, and he comes out here to the West Coast at least once a year, usually in the fall. He does a series of concerts, and he also does a songwriting workshop at the Esalon Institute down in Big Sur, which is about an hour south of here. On this particular run, he'll be playing at some of my favorite places this year. On Friday, October 23rd, he'll be up in Newcastle, California, at my buddy Kevin O'Dell's place, the Acoustic Barn. And then the following night, he'll be here locally at the Canyon Acoustic Society in Prunedale, California, run by our very good friend, Marky Starks. He'll then, be, he'll then be at the Islan Institute in Big Sur for the following week. And then on Sunday, November 1st, he'll be at um, True Wind Music in Campbell, California, run by our good friends, Bev Barnett and Greg Newland. So a, a lot of really nice friends in common. So, and, and all that stuff is on his site at johnsmithmusic.com. It's also linked from my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R. So why don't we go ahead and talk with John. Before that, I'll let you hear a couple of things off his latest CD, which is called Gravity of Grace. Let's hear a little bit of Father's Day and then a great Bob Dylan cover, and then we'll talk with John Smith. First time I heard my dad say that he loved me was on Father's Day. I was a grown man, I was on the road. It was just the two of us talking on a pay telephone. Yeah, we talked to this, then we talked to that. 
We talked about fishing, talked about the Cubs and Nets. Then I said I had to go. That's when he said, I love you, son. I said, I love you, too. And then we both hung up. I walked away. And tears came down like rain falling gently upon fallow ground. I felt the fields of my heart turn green from those few small words my father said to me. Come gather around people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving then you'd better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the times they are with your pens and keep your eyes wide the chance won't come again but don't speak too soon for the wheels still and spin and there's no telling who that it's naming for the loser now will be Uh, 
you know, how can you really be effective and most especially be really comfortable in our skin and delivering a song exactly. with wow. confidence because I, uh, that's a long road for a lot of people. Sometimes it's a longer road doing that than it is writing enough songs to... Yeah, it all depends. Yeah, I think it all depends where you come from. If you're a you know a writer and a songwriter, but often like like in my case, it took me a long time just to get used to you know playing my guitar in front of other people and then trying to sing and then singing in front of. And now it's like it's it's like second nature. But I think for a lot, and I've talked to a lot of people where just the idea of singing a song with the guitar in front of other people that aren't their immediate friends, it's a big step. It is. It is, and you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff can be going on in your head and mm-hmm. and stuff. And anyway, there's just then there's a lot of just like anything. There's a lot of things you can learn about how to improve at that, and you know, and then put them into practice. And all of a sudden, your your shows go up several notches. So, mm-hmm. so we do some of that, and and then that usually kind of ends with it culminates with an actual, uh, you know, very small but like an evening. Uh, sort of a one one song kind of thing in front of the, the greater Esalon group, who, who's ever there and wants to come. We put on a little concert for everybody. Oh, how fun. Is it a that's, ca- that's kind of how the how the uh, the week is laid out. And it's, you know, Esalon itself, if you've never been, is a pretty phenomenal uh, place, gorgeous, right near Big Sur. Yeah, I've only seen it, you know, I've only seen it from the road. I think I've driven up there, but I've never actually, like, gone into the complex. And Yeah, when it's kind of, it's kind of a, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, you can't see much from the road. It's right, just, right, right. Like, oh, what's going on down there? Of course, you pull in, and it's pretty, pretty amazing uh, piece of property that a bunch of guys got got back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's just really, really beautiful. And they grow a lot of their own food there. And uh, you know, like a lot of times while I'm there, there's always other workshops going on. There's usually, I don't know, anywhere from a hundred to. 150 or 75 people there and like mine is usually you know i keep mine kind of small to that size mm-hmm. and uh but you know there might be like one time i was there, there was a dance workshop with 100 dancers you know what and a their combination and, yeah and they were doing their stuff all over the place and then there's sometimes there's a lot of therapy kind of kind of stuff there's a lot of uh i um what do you call it like body work mm-hmm. kind of stuff yoga retreats tai chi things going on and but everybody eats their meals together, and it's just very conducive to creativity. It's a sure. great place to get an assignment, you know, work together for a couple hours in the morning, and then go off. Plus, well, you're a big sir. How, how, how terrible can that be? How bad? Know, of course, and they got these gorgeous hot tubs for so yeah. long. If you're into that, it's really nice. I want to go next year. I'm going to put it on my camera. Is it always in October? Uh, no, it's October, November. Okay. Depending. Like this year, it's oct- it's October 25th to right. the 30th. So mention that, too, if you would. That, Absolutely. Yeah. I'll put links in it and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really great. And, and people really come away from it always with some songs. Uh-huh. You know, a lot, lot of, I think a lot of people will go to songwriting things that are just one-day things for two days. And, you know, they, there's a lot of information imparted that somebody can, you know. Yeah try to leave with but man there's just nothing better than sitting down and 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 here's an assignment and writing a verse or two maybe you don't get your whole song done while you're there but most of the time they do mm-hmm. and uh and then getting feedback bringing that to a really safe environment people say you know i really love what you did here and i'm with you right to this point and all of a sudden i was confused you know all of a sudden i wasn't sure who was singing to who or or i lost the story thing or 
seems to me you kind of said the same thing in the second verse as you did the first verse. And, you know, it's really powerful stuff. And then you go work on it some more. And it, whereas, you know, you wouldn't, might not get that kind of feedback at home. Mm-mm. No, no. And uh, I, I like the idea of breaking it up into two-hour chunks. I think that's a good way of absorbing that kind of material because I've gone to workshops that are, you know, if it's if it's the better part of the day and you're sitting there and, you know, I'm really, you know, especially with new concepts, especially with music, you know, I'm good for about an hour, but then after a while, you, I think your brain needs to kind of stop and, like, kind of, like, process it a little bit. And if you're getting it for, like, a several-hour stretch after a while, you're just kind of done. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, you just, like, you can only take so much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's what, so anyway, it's a pretty cool thing. So I, I was, been doing that, this is my fifth year, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, so of course, if I'm coming out, then I try to tag gigs onto it. So that's yeah. where uh, I'll fly in, and then I'll go up and play a gig in Newcastle, which is, you know. Are you playing, Kevin? Are you playing yeah. Kevin's place? Yeah, I played Kevin's place up there. I just played up there, yep. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and then he's I'll, a good guy. Yeah. yeah, then I'll come down and do Marky's gig, which, you know, I've never, I guess I met her, but I don't even remember meeting her at Sisters Folk Fest uh-huh. last year. She saw yeah. me, and, and uh, that's how that started. And then I'll, get, I'll do the, the five days at the workshop, and then uh, I stay around another two weekends. That, that weekend I'll play a house concert for some folks in Santa Cruz, Jeff Emery. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and then I'll do... Uh, then I'll do Bev Barnett's. Uh, no, I'll do a San Francisco house concert. There's a new Lady Pam, somebody who's mm-hmm. got a new house concert. I was going to do that thing for Chuck and and Jay Howlett, you know that the, that series they were doing. Yeah, yeah, but they canceled it. It just uh, wasn't. They just didn't get the weren't getting the numbers. So that uh, fell by the wayside. So uh, I found a really good one though, a good replacement gig, and then I'll play at uh, Bev's place. And then I got a few days off, and then I'll go up north, and I'll play uh, Ukiah and Davis and Santa Rosa. I'll do like four gigs. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good chunk of gigs. with a, that's, a, that's a really good two-week span, yeah. It is, it is. It's a, yeah, and, um, and I've been doing that for the last, you know, like I say, four or five years, mm-hmm. the fifth year doing it. So, so it all kind of, and I love Northern California. It's one of my favorite places to come just for, yeah, it's obviously beautiful. And, and the Ashland, I don't know what it is, but... The weather right there along that part of the coast really pops in October. It does. Of it's October. It's, it's the best, you know. And it's it's. it's <laughs> I always say the the best skies are in October, November. Yeah, it's weird because that's not true in other. It's not true here in the Midwest when November comes. It starts to get crappy. Yeah. No, well, I, here we don't really get seasons. We get you know fog and no fog, and for some reason the 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 fall skies are they're. They're, 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 I don't know, orange years, if it's even a word, but they're just, they're just prettier. You yeah. Know, you go down the coast and then along here. In fact, and for some reason, that, that especially that last weekend of October is one of our sort of goofy Indian summer kind of weeks. And I actually do a little thing up at, um, there's a winery in Scotts Valley I started playing it a few years ago. And so twice a year, I bring in a few other folk artists and we do a weekend of music. We get paid in wine, and they bring in some other people too. Oh, and it's nice. actually, I'm actually doing it the weekend that you're playing Marky's. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a point of like, you know, striking the winery, putting everything away, and somehow getting my getting my butt to Prune so I can see your show and go to the wine. Nice. You yeah. know, because I got I got I got to see you when you're at it because it doesn't happen that often. But how far is Prunedale say from? What well, you know? Well, do you know where Cape like, do you know where Cape Pig's at? Watsonville. Yeah, Watsonville. Yeah. Okay, maybe 20 minutes. 20 minutes e- east. 20 minutes sort of kind of towards Monterey, but a little veering towards 101. 
Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of south, southwest. <coughs> so it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty close. And what Margie does is, um, she started. Well, I've told this story in several podcasts. I'm sure people here are sick about hearing it, but you haven't heard it yet. So a few years ago, I hadn't hadn't started playing house concerts yet, and Margie didn't have one yet. And we we got to, to know each other, and she said, well, "I want to." start doing house concerts, and I said, well, I want to play one, and I haven't played one. She goes, well, why don't you do my first one? That way, if I script, you won't get mad, and you won't be nervous. <laughs> yeah, so I did. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, well, now what do I do? My, and my wife said, well, call Chuck McCabe, you know, call Keith Graniger, you know, and then word got out, and now she's doing these every month, and she'll bring in people to do workshops, and, you know, it's really become a nice little thing, and I think the nice thing about these house concerts is they tend to have a built-in audience, you know, which is... Like the, for people like me around the country, it's really, really, mm-hmm. really nice because... Uh, but they almost have to be, really, because it's hard to... You know, if you've really got a following and a big radio thing going, then, you know, maybe you're too big for a house concert and you're playing clubs. You know? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, uh... So the house concerts work really, really nice for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily have a, this giant mailing list of, of Northern California people on my mailing list, uh, but I go out and, you know, the combination of what I do have and mm-hmm. what they have built in, it always seems to, it works out really good. I'm, I I couldn't be happy about house concerts. I think it's a, you know, such a win-win concept for people. For, for everybody, and it's the absolute best way to see a show. Yeah, I think it's the best way to play is. a I show, mean, and it's the best. Obviously, you're, just, if you're playing to forty thousand people, but if you can't, you're going to be playing to a room full of people that really want to hear what you have to say and sing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's it's vulnerable at first. Some artists are are a little freaked out at first, like, wow, yeah. I'm sitting right here and there's no microphone. And you know, I mean, sometimes there are PA systems, yeah. some house concerts, but majority of them probably don't have. And you're right there, just playing. But I just think of it like, hey, you know, here we are at a campfire or something. Where you're well, and I, and I think for this, for, it, it tends to be this, this genre of music, too. It, and it seems like these songs are kind of like created with just somebody sitting with a guitar and playing to their friends or playing something and trying it out in front of a few people. And that's basically what a house concert is. You're just sitting around with a bunch of new friends playing your songs. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, I look forward to coming out. And uh, like I said, it's just one of my favorite uh, parts of the country to go to it just I don't know Pe- people you know love music out there and and uh and just politically I feel more comfortable there than probably any place mm-hmm. in the country I mean I, I play every place and but it's nice to go to a place where most people are progressive and and uh you know lean towards you know making the world a better place <laughs> so I, I, I love coming to Northern California one of my favorites we're looking forward to getting you out here. Let me ask you really quick about your... So your newest CD is Gravity of Grace? Yeah, correct. Uh-huh. So tell, yeah. Us, tell us a little bit about that. I, I noticed that you have two of my favorite people, Tim O'Brien and Daryl Scott, on here. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to, to make a handful of good friends along the way yeah. <laughs> doing this, and you know, and you call them up and they say, yeah, I'd love to help you make your record. So, But yeah, it's um, my newest record, Gravity of Grace. I, I recorded it well, in Dallas, Texas, actually, with... Um, an old friend, Tom Prasad a singer-songwriter himself, mm-hmm. who's been making records, kind of has been actually producing records more than being on the road lately, and he's really, really good at it, and he's an incredibly groovy guy. And uh, and for me, a big part of making a record, um, I'm not one to drag it on for weeks and weeks and weeks and months, uh, mm-hmm. like some people do. I, I like to kind of pick a two-week period and just kind of go in there and just, you know, make it happen. And, I like that uh, idea. And so, and so, you know, you so you really want to, if you're going to do that that way, you really want to get along with 
whoever you're going to do it with. Because you're going to be around each other like 12 or 14 hours a day mm-hmm. for a while. And Tom's one of those people that, that uh, is just really makes you feel at ease when you're around him. He's a real mellow, you know, guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so I went in and, and did uh, all the tracks, all the guitar vocals uh, live. And usually Tom, who's a wicked player, you know, would, would play... Um, an instrument with me, usually something different. If I play a guitar, he might play an old tenor guitar, mm-hmm. or he might play a nylon thing, or he might play a banjo, or mm-hmm. he might play violin, or he might play, um, um, you know, a high string guitar. He, he plays, or like what he loves to do is he's got like a maybe like a 30 year old, old, I forget what brand it is, old 12 string guitar with the strings are that old. The strings are like 20 or 30 wow. years old. And he uses that for a bass, and it sounds, you know, it sounds to to uh, our logic, it sounds well, that's weird. But well, you sonically, think they're, they're dead strings, so they probably work as a bass. Yeah, it was really cool. But I mean, he's just very creative. And so then he would put a track down, and then all the stuff with drums I had go down live with me. Mm-hmm. Good. And then and then then I uh, had a few friends come in and play some tracks. I had Jimmy LeFave sing on one, and I had. I went. We actually went down to Austin one day and got Ray Bonneville to play some harmonica and Michael Lilly to do some electric swells and a guy named Radislav Lorkovic who plays with Jimmy Fave and played mm-hmm. with Odetta for years and wow. great piano and keyboard player. And then I and then uh, then I sent off some tracks to Nashville for Daryl Scott and Tim O'Brien. They they booked a studio or one day and and uh, they both went in and a few tracks for me and sang some great stuff and played some great stuff and nice. really 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 fun so um but anyway yeah and it's uh it's just a i don't know just one of my it's my favorite record that i've that i've made i mean you hope they get better in time and this one definitely feels like a a, a notch up sonically really feels good the mixture of songs but mostly you know when you're a when you're a singer songwriter <laughs> really want your guitar and vocal to really be the jewel of it mm-hmm. and uh and this really feels that way yeah you know, i feel feel like i you know sang the songs as good as i can so and you can't go wrong with a dylan cover i know you've got a, a whether you're, you're by a hymn-like version of times they are a change and i can't wait to hear that i did yeah it was kind of odd when uh i knew i wanted to do a couple covers you know i had 10 songs that i felt really good about originals and i had some others but i thought you know Sometimes it's like, you get that far, and it's like, what does the record need? Mm-hmm. And it felt like it needed a couple of other kind of things. And so one of them, I was just sitting around. Tom has a high-string guitar. For those people that don't know what that is, it's like it doesn't have any wound strings at all. high gauge mm-hmm. strings. I think it actually might have one wound string on it. And, uh, but you still play it, but he had the whole thing tuned down a step. And so I just was playing around with it. I just started playing this Dylan song in a lower key than I normally would. So instead of singing lower, I like sang a harmony like a third above it. So I just kind of came, I was just kind of goofing around. And, you know, that's the luxury of when you're in a studio these days digitally. It's like, hey, man, let's lay that down. That sounds really cool what you're doing. Like, okay. You know, and then we did. I was like, wow, this this is cool. This is really, this this, this really puts this song into a different place with the high string, and then we also added um, a penny whistle, and we gave it an Irish uh, kind of a feel to it, and uh, and Jimmy Lefebvre sang some with me on it, and, uh, and we put a little piano, and anyway, it came out really, really, you know, 
kind of a unique, a real fresh cover of that. So it was one of those kind of happy accidents where you were just kind of yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, let's let's grab this right now while it sounds like this. Yeah, and so that that was um, that was definitely what happened—a happy accident. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) I had a couple of those. I did the same thing, messing around on another instrument, uh, an old, really old, funky uh, Washburn, like 1940-something guitar with dead old strings on it. And I started playing that old Rye Cooter cover of an old song called Jesus is on the Main Line. Mm-hmm. Just goof, goofing around and the percussionist was there and we laid down track and that's the thing that Daryl and Tim did some phenomenal stuff on. They, they played on a few things but they did a great job on that one singing these wild ass, you know, harmonies in the background. So it was very, very, very fun. Very cool. Uh, and I love that yeah. I, I like, the, especially like the, the song that I've heard is Father's Day, which and I, I love a good story. You know, and that's such a beautiful song. So. Yeah, that, that, that song... Uh, was kind of the first song that when I sent the CD out to radio, mm-hmm. like the was the first of June, and um, that didn't hurt any. That you know, all these folk DJ guys are all have Father's Day programs, <laughs> and so they're all looking for songs. I happen to have a song called Father's mm-hmm. Day, and uh, so that really got the the thing a kind of a boost in the arm, and and uh, really got DJs to, to listen to it. And, uh, and of course, in the next month, it was actually number one on the folk DJ list. So, right. well, you so know, it's, it's good, and it's, it's good to have songs about specific things because that's a that's a good. I mean, often folk DJs want that for their shows, and people kind of relate to it. If it's, it's about yeah, 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 they do. They, they, like they do theme things. A lot of folkies will do uh-huh. this this whole program. This you know, maybe they only do one program a week on Sunday nights, and the whole night's going to be about others. Father's yeah, Day, you know, yeah. it's in the season of it, something like that. And but yeah, that's definitely a straight-ahead story song, and I kind of do a combination of of that kind of stuff, of, of straight-ahead story songs that are stories about my life, then I do some songs that are, you know, stories about characters, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Great. Well, looking forward to getting out here and hearing some of this stuff live. So we'll, yeah, yeah. So, I look forward to, to people coming out to the shows and. and yeah. Uh, so we're going to see you at the Canyon Acoustic Society on the twenty. Fifth, I believe, twenty fourth. I think it's the twenty fourth. Yeah. And then the um, the songwriting from the heart workshop starts on October twenty fifth, and it runs all week. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a true in show. Um, I'll link all these in the site, so people can kind of okay. look through them. And I'll I'll link to you as well. That that'd be great. And great. Um, yeah, the um, once again the Esalen thing is the twenty fifth through the thirtieth, which is a Friday night. I mean, excuse me, Sunday night. We we meet and then go. You know, all full days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday till noon. And uh, you can find out more about that at Esalen, E-S-L-A-E-N, Esalen.org. Uh, find out about the place and just to, just put in John Smith, and uh, my workshop will come all one word, John Smith, which is a, another whole story. <laughs> and if you're, yeah, johnsmithmusic.com. Yeah, you got to put the music in there, too. Yeah, try, try, try Googling John Smith like... like oh, my God. <laughs> I know, I said that. Then I was going, I bet it's John Smith Music, and I was... Yeah, <laughs> very good thinking. Good thinking, yeah. Good Great. thinking, yeah. yeah. And then you know, another thing I do on the side is uh, um, I'm just heading out um, this week. Um, I go to Ireland. The Ireland trip, I was going to ask you about the Ireland. This, this is an annual thing, too, isn't it? A what? Is it, this is this is a yearly thing as well. Yeah, I do it. I actually did it four times here this year, and I'll probably do it four times next year. It's really become a, um, you know, um, a really fun musical thing that I do. I bring over twenty fans and friends uh, at a time for, mm-hmm. for nine days and nights, and we go along the west coast of Ireland and 
during the day we just go see, you know, really beautiful, you know, Irish landscapes, seascapes, you know, on beaches, um, bogs, then, you know, old ancient sites, stone circles, and uh, castles and things like that, and stone forts, and, and then at night we, uh, freshen up and we go out to eat and we go hang out with the Irish people in, in pubs and, and share music and it's, you know some nights we feature Irish songwriters particularly but most nights it's you know traditional Irish music in pubs and of course after a bit they, they play some jigs and reels and they get Jenny John Smith come up and sing some songs nice. I do and I got an Irish partner who's a great singer that mm-hmm. will sing some songs and anybody in our group and more times than not we've got a songwriter or two, sometimes they're closet songwriters, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they go, hey, I'll, I'll sing one of mine, and or they'll sing an old Dylan song. People love old John Prine and Dylan, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash over there, the Irish people do. So it just becomes kind of a fun thing, and uh, same thing, people can go to johnsmithmusic.com uh, mm-hmm. and find out about that. I'm just getting ready to post the dates for okay. 2010, and uh, yeah, it's huge, huge, great way to see Ireland, because... You don't have to drive, and uh, right, it's a small right. enough group. Everybody gets real close. Everybody loves music. So there's just kind of this common thread there, and, you know, with a couple Irish guys that are with us at all times that know everybody. And mm-hmm. it, it's just a lot of laughs. And what a great excuse to go back to Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking hey. for one. This might be it. Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I sure appreciate you having me on and, and, uh, and getting the word out about the show. Yeah, well, I appreciate being workshop. able to, you know, I see a lot of people at shows, but and this is kind of selfish, too, because with these interviews, I get to kind of talk to them one-on-one, so I, you know, and I've learned a lot talking to songwriters, and it's just, a, it's a nice thing to do. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate your time, so we'll see you, I don't know, six weeks or so, and I'll, yep. I'll, I'll get word out about what you're doing out here, and we'll, we'll see you when you get here. Okay, thanks a million, Michael. So once again, songwriter John Smith on the eve or so of his annual annual trek out here to the West Coast. Uh, again, to recap some of those places he's going to play, he'll be at the Acoustic Barn in Newcastle, California, a fine, fine house concert series on Friday, November, October 23rd. You can find out about that by reaching, uh, contacting Kevin O'Dell at k-o-d-e-l-l at s-h-r-a dot org. Kevin by email. On Saturday, October 24th, he'll be here locally at the Canyon Acoustic Society in Aromas, California. You can find information about that by going to myspace.com slash canyonacoustic. The following week, he'll be at the Esalon Institute in Big Sur, California, doing a songwriting workshop. And on Sunday, November 1st, he'll be at the Truin Music House Concert Series in Campbell, California. You can find out about that by going to truinmusic.com you can also find out more about all these shows and some other shows he's doing by going to johnsmithmusic.com or going to my site michaelgather.com it's m-i-c-h-a-e-l g-a-i-t-h-e-r.com and looking for the the notes for songs and stories episode number 75 so that's it for this episode I hope you appreciated the chat with John and I hope you get a chance to see him when he's out here wherever you may be I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs and Stories. If you have any comments about this particular episode, you can email me, michael at michaelgaither.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, coming up on the next episode will be a, a chat with a Boston songwriter who I saw for the first time last spring. And, uh, you know, I came into songwriting sort of as a music geek and fan first, so I love just f- discovering quote-unquote new artists and 
you know, getting to know them and their music and their catalogs. So we'll be talking with Eileen Elin Jewell on the next episode of Songs to Stories. In the meantime, um, thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. Take care. <laughs>